Rubish! 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 Get me the podcast! Talking about movies! Movies! Get me the podcast! Talking about movies! And we're back on JB's Driving Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. It is supposed to be su- super sexy, sultry Sharon Stone month. September. September. Yeah. <clears throat> but we have run into a bit of some obstacles. A conundrum. First, Paul is still recovering from his sex reassignment surgery. I mean, that, that, that'll put you back. That'll put you back. Or take it off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Depends on you look at it, you know. He's a little bit lighter on the foot. Mm-hmm. You know, walking a little bit bow-legged right now. So he I claims see. he can do splits. Yes, he does. He does. And he says he's looking forward to competing in UFC and the pole vault, more ways than one. And, mm-hmm. You know, he's... Um, pole is vault. He's gearing up. He's gearing up for his new life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- new life. And he doesn't want us to question him about his uh, new gender as well. Right. Because right. he claims that he is, in fact... A female now. In fact, we'll never bring it up again. <laughs> never allowed to bring it up, or else it's we'll be one of those things be canceled. But yeah, so he's not here, and he was really the good captain of the ship that told us that we should be doing Sharon Stone in September. Uh, we did cover so much. So he became Sharon Stone. He did, and, and in fact, he looks almost similar to Sharon Stone these days. <sighs> Sharon Stone's older, and as you know, women tend to fall off a cliff. Anyway. Uh, so we did intersection last week. We were supposed to do the specialist followed by Gloria, but we're having some issues trying to find this, these programs for free for you because we'd like to review stuff. When you say free, like Netflix prime, but you available, don't pay. available somewhere that you don't have to rent above and beyond your subscription to whatever service that you have. Correct. So we care, we care, mm-hmm. we, we, we really care. So <clears throat> we kind of did a, um, what would you call? We did a um, detour or pivot. We, a pivot. We did. We pivoted. We, you know, and, and considering what we've been talking about the past couple episodes with these aliens that have been uh, have been either visiting us in trailer parks or now in Mexico, we do. <laughs> Everyone's got to get into the alien business. Everybody's got to get into the alien. So we decided, as, as, as Thomas said, we're going to pivot. Pivot. Change gears here. Mm-hmm. Change gears. And we're going to do M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2002 Signs. Signs. Which is about the coconut heads. The coconut head aliens. Uh, but yeah. So so Sharon Stone September kind of cut a little bit short. Um, also, programming note, we will not be um, having a usual show next week. Due to scheduling issues, uh, I will be in Orlando, and uh, because of that, we will have a best of episode. The last episode, the best of episode, was really uh, well received. Well, you're so, going to be in Orlando for actually for business. I will, of, you know. Hey, I'm just going to Disney. Leisure, right? I will be down there getting my sea license for U.S. soccer, mm-hmm. which is uh, going to be painstaking the first few days because I'll be in class from like eight to eight. So you'll you'll you have you have. Certainly dove headfirst into the shallow end of soccer. I have, and I know more than I probably should know at this point. But that's okay, because I'm coaching <laughs> hey, like nine-year-olds. kick year that ball better. There you go. Yes. All right, with my 500 bucks. 500 bucks right now. Anyway. I'm a teacher. So we're covering signs. Next week is the best of, and then we're going to be uh, scheduling our fifth anniversary. Fifth anniversary. Um. Show which looks like it might be Saturday, October eighth. I think it is. I'm checking my calendar now. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're aiming for Saturday, October um eighth or something. Seventh is the seventh. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I think we're looking at that, and we're, we'll more news to come on that. All right, sounds great. Are we, are we going to have special guests? Oh, uh, we're going to have special guests. Sounds like a party. A cavalcade of the usual. Uh, speaking of which, a very happy birthday to. Um, our own JB Driving Podcast uh, social media uh, expert, uh, wiffle ball all star, mm-hmm. and uh, mini golf connoisseur, and all around mediocre guy. 
So a very happy birthday to Brian Griffiths out there. And of course, we do have to plug his his uh his duck his duck pin. Duckpin.com Duckpin.com Never Trump bullshit Duckpin.com Never Trump bullshit Duckpin.com It's amazing how that commercial has stayed relevant. (laughs) I shouldn't say amazing. We knew it. It'll never change. Yes, but happy 57th birthday to Brian Griffiths of the Duck Pin Experience. 57 long years. He's he's been doing a good job with the social media. We've been getting some comments. Right. He's he's pissed off the right people, too. Good. We we like (laughs) pissing people off. We like... That's what we do on this show, people. Well, Well... I thought you reviewed movies. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cover. <laughs> it's that they haven't realized that yet. Yeah, we're reviewing uh, signs today. We're <laughs> not going to make fun of the people who think aliens are real or anything. <laughs> we're just going to talk about an overrated director, writer, M. Night Shyamalan, One Trick Pony. But this is my favorite movie by him, I will say this. Oh, really? Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't think Mel I've, Gibson isn't it because Mel Gibson's fantastic. Mel Gibson could carry yes. any movie, any movie. I agree with that. Anything. I I mean look at look at his, look at Mel Gibson's look at his library. Let's celebrate his library for a minute, okay? The first People magazine sexiest man alive. Yes. I mean, you start there. And that's part of the reason why Paul transitioned into a female. Or what is that the is that the right word transition <clears throat> when you're doing like the whole is there? There's Maybe. probably a, there's a new word every week. I mean, for you're it. probably bigoted for even saying that. Uh, probably now, yeah. It's probably you, outdated. You're, you're never right. I am, and you're never going to be right. Is I'm a right wing marauder. Sir. That's right. Becoming further, further and further right wing per the day, taking the more minute. pills by the minute. Anyway, but uh, <clears throat> Mel Gibson, you have Mad Max, a classic, a classic, still mm. holds up. Yeah. That library, that 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 whole that whole trilogy, what would have you? Then you have Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Lethal Weapon, very underrated. Yeah. Very eighties. Very eighties. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Then you have like his his like movies that are just bam in your face. Mm-hmm. I think we all talk about Braveheart. Yeah. Got to talk about Braveheart. What a what a phenomenal movie that was. Depicting uh, a time period that we are no longer allowed to celebrate anymore. Nope. Because everybody on that battlefield, all those Scottish struggling against English oppression, are all racist. Every single one of all them. privileged. Oh, and and did you hear they uh, they they were occupying black land because uh, the British Isles were. were black. Yes, of course, of course. That we we there's books being taught to children. Yeah, they they um. The truth behind that was unfortunately burned in the uh, library of Alexandria. We just re- mm-hmm. we just rediscovered we, the truth. We were just so angry. We're just oh, burn it. Yeah, we just said, you know what? We had to hide the truth. Even back then, <sighs> white people, white people, and of course, you move on from Braveheart. Fantastic movie. One of these days, we are going to cover it on this. On this, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's it's a great movie. It, it is a yeah. fan, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, you you can talk about the Patriot too. Again, mm-hmm. uh, another problematic movie, if you will, right? <sighs> Probably. I had a uh, former student who loved Patriot. Oh, really? It was really? his, fa- it was his uh, favorite movie. Is he in a um, camp nowadays? I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. You know. I, I, he's probably yeah. He's probably a goner. They put him in one of them camps where they change his mind about it. You know, he's a he's a terrible, terrible. re-education, re-education, re-education camp. camp. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then or you, college, as we call it, <laughs> exactly college. You need to go to university. You know, um, why? Because you do. Because you do. 
Why do you or require you're a, a four-year degree for this job that doesn't have anything to do with my degree? Don't you. Shut up and go to college. Don't you worry about it. Go get your women literature 1960s degree because that's important. I don't think that's going to get you far. Then when you sign the contracts to pay for it, you can say, I don't know what I was signing. And then presidents like Joe Biden will, will just forgive it illegally. Yeah, why not? Whatever. What, Who's going to arrest him? Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, Maverick. That oh, it's been so long. underrated movie. That underrated. movie was great. We we start with uh, Pfeiffer and Garland as well. Um, that one flies under the radar. That is a good wholesome movie. I like it. I mean, it is it is a good like. I need just, to watch some of these again. <clears throat> I don't know, there's there's I mean there's really. Really good movies by uh, Gibson. You, you know, I only <laughs> recently have only been watching movies for this podcast. I yeah, I am. So I haven't been watching anything else. But I'm not a big, you know, I don't watch movies every night kind of guy. Yeah. We Were Soldiers, another great movie. That's If they made today, there would probably be some, uh, let's just say some, I don't know. They would be very liberal with the uh, actors they chose to portray in those. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell is this? Okay, sorry. Uh, Forever Young. I'm just looking at the movies that he's had. The Man Without a Face. I mean, these are some of the movies that the women uh, would like to watch. Probably not anymore because uh, he's he's been kind of been cast aside now because of some shenanigans involving other women. Speaking of which, What Women Want. Mm-hmm. There's another one of the old, you know, Women, women movies, you know, the, 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 the rom-com, the rom-coms. Right. And if you're interested, we do have a, a, a splendid library of rom-coms from earlier this year, which we covered, uh, um, was that something, um, it, it was in February, right? Yeah. February. By the way, speaking of rom-coms, uh, most of the, or at least half of the movies we're going to be covering in December are going to be Hallmark oh. movies, which are. Winter rom coms. <laughs> yes, they are winter. The winter solstice rom coms nowadays. <laughs> I mean, Coming you know, up, the formula is very uh, familiar. <laughs> we could go back to listen to in our library. There is an episode where we talk about the different like scenarios that these Hallmark movies have, and then mm-hmm. we watched the movie and the scenarios that we had match perfectly. I think Paul is going to try to join us this year. Uh huh. Apocalyptico, very good movie. I think Paul was kind of jealous that uh, all the, the the best episodes were and the awards were being given to shows that it was just us. Yes, he was very upset about that. We are that's right. That's we forget- part of part of the why he got that uh, transition surgery. Yes, he thinks that if since he since he did it, he said he took it for the team because now that we're going to have a trans on the show, that oh, gonna- they're going to have to bend over backwards for us and give us all the awards. They can't criticize us anymore. No, they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Passion of the Christ. I remember going to see that, and then me, it was like a date night for me and I, and thinking like, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's 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 a uh, it's a movie. It's 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 a movie. Uh, of course, we did Braveheart, Hacksaw Ridge. Haven't seen that. The Year of uh, Living Dangerously, Galapalo? I have not seen that. What is that? Peter Weir's? Oh, really? Mark Lee, Bill Kerr, Mel Gibson. And, of course, the first one is the uh, Mad Max series. But, yeah, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson right here in the, in, the, in the signs. And besides Mel Gibson, who else do we have in this movie? We have um, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, you may or may not know. Hot me. off of Joker. No, in 2002. Hot off of Gladiator. Gladiator. And that was 2000. That's pretty close. I think it was 2000. Wasn't it was it? 2000. It was 2000. Great movie. Um, and he is rumored to... Where else, what else was he recently in? Oh, he's going to be in on Napoleon. He's going to be in Napoleon in a couple months. Ridley Scott's Napoleon. I could see him as Napoleon. Yeah, I totally could. That's going to piss some people off because, you know, it's not a movie that's going to celebrate diversity. No, oh, don't worry. Yes, we got to celebrate diversity don't, every movie. Don't worry, it will. <laughs> it will for no reason. But I think he's a good casting choice. I think he's a good Natural. actor. I think he, if you look at paintings of Napoleon, I think he, they could totally like, yeah. make him look like Napoleon. And he's got that relationship with Scott, too, and he's phenomenal. Mm. 
He was phenomenal. And um, most things he's in, he's really, really good. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He's a, he he is a great actor. Um, yep. And even the two kids in this movie were were, were good. Oh yeah, Rory Rory Calkin. Uh huh. Rory Calkin and, and um, Abigail Breslin. Breslin, who is grown up now. All grown well, they're up all now. they're all <laughs> grown up. <laughs> but no, it it is one of those things where you see them in a movie, and you and you you know your brain doesn't know that it's like really old. Yeah. And then you go to look them up to see, hey, what are they doing now? And he's like, wait a minute. I've seen They're her. like old and stuff. And I've seen her in other movies. What? <laughs> like she- when I was when I was little that uh, in the 80s that uh, Falco came out with Amadeus mm-hmm. and I saw it on TV and I was, I, I don't know, young. And and I, I told my parents, I'm like, well, Amadeus is right there. So she's all grown up now. Oh, yeah. I saw, <laughs> that's a better picture than I saw. <laughs> And I saw well, Mozart's right there, and and my parents are like that's a music video, because <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah, she she certainly is all grown up. She is. Um, so what movies? What is she in? She's done a few things. She has. She's on Zombieland, Little Miss Sunshine, My Sister's Keeper, and Stillwater. And something? she got married this year. She did. Mm-hmm. January. She was born in '96. Ain't that something? Who else do we have starring this? Rory Calkin, of course, Macaulay Calkin's little brother. Yep. Um, we have Cherry Jones. And she's the police officer. Yes, she is. And she, I think she's been in something else, too. Sorry, it's been a very, very, very busy. When I say very busy week, it's been a very busy week. So um, that's why I'm not as prepared as I normally am. But I do write some. You know, she's in succession right now. That's a big series uh, on Cinemax or something. I don't know. And that's pretty much everyone who's in this movie. Uh, yeah, there's a few other people I have here. I don't know if they're of importance. Patricia Callum member as Colleen Hess. That's the deceased wife. She's the one. Same way. Yeah, right at the, right at the end there. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you said that these paper mache aliens, they turn out to be cake or something? Or they, they're... No, they got eggs in them. That's right, eggs. Aliens... This is what they're doing, Tom. I'm, I'm dead serious. So, aliens have to be different from us somewhere. You know, they already, they already look like humans. I mean, know? it's very convenient that they're humanoid. Yeah, it's very, very convenient because, you know, the galaxy is so <clears throat> swift. And maybe maybe there's something to be said that they are human-like because, again, we've talked about this in, in, in depth before. They come here with their awesome technology and crash land on the fucking Earth, you know? And we're dumb like they are, too, just in different ways. They're just ahead of us dumb. They, yeah, they're just really... Yeah, exactly. They, they've evolved into a dumber species with just access to technology. I mean... Well, we can... I mean, we have uh, access to technology. Well, I'm just saying... We're pretty uh, stupid. Especially in certain pockets of the United States and other parts of uh, civilization. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Starts with city. <laughs> but, but anyway, these people would vet these aliens... They're thinking to themselves, how can we make these peop- these aliens different? How can we – they can't be just like us. They can't have dongs and stuff because I know that will be full of shit. <laughs> and someone in this like this well, smoke – Let's put dongs on their heads. No, 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 no. <laughs> they can't do that either. That's too grotesque. They won't show it to the kids. We can't brainwash them. Um, so you have these people who are listening to Art Bell and George Norrie on Coast to Coast and this, <laughs> this you know – 1970s style. They got the wood, you know, the wood panels on the wall. Oh. Remember those? You need a, you need wood paneling down here. Oh somewhere. man, wood paneling. May, right, right on that seat, you got that big wall. I right? should do that right there because you need to fix it. Because I it, do. It looks like it someone look, it like, looks like got shit. into a fight and yeah, I, you had to fix it. I did wood right. paneling. But yeah, wood paneling. This is sitting under like you know, and they have the. And of course, they have to have the the picture with the dogs playing poker, <laughs> and then another picture of the the aliens, but like. It's like the just a picture, of the, but it's a little bit narrow, narrow ahead. It's almost like a triangle with the eyes, like looking really sleek, like. And under it says "believe." I believe they listen to "They Might Be Giants" nonstop. So they're all in this, 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 and and Zamfir, and they're all in this. It's like, how can we make these aliens different? But they still think the aliens are real in their heads. But they're just coming up with theories that they're going to give. I got an idea. We're going to give them eggs. They're gonna, they're gonna have eggs in their stomach. So the, 
So the Mexican paper mache aliens have eggs in their stomach. Eggs. Do a Google search. No, I, I, and they're I, they're I they're, really they're been following the Mexican paper mache <laughs> aliens. They have. They they are doing tests on the eggs now. Ooh, I'm sure they are. Or they are also paper mache. Because this entire time. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They're Cadbury because <laughs> it's like the pin pinata. Mary Sue Easter eggs, right? <laughs> Remember that commercial, Mary Sue Easter. Oh my God. Mary Sue Easter. Yep. That's when Easter meant something to the population. Now it's just another day. Well, it's the most important day to us. Anyway, go there. Um, so this entire time, Tom. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've all been wrong. The aliens are, in fact, related to the platypus. This entire time, we got it wrong. So they come here. Flying, crashing, platypi. They came here to shit their eggs out. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. That's what they think of us. They came here to just defecate all over our holy ground known as the United States of America mm-hmm. and Mexico. Well, some, I mean, they miss sometimes. They miss. They, they miss. Just to defecate, to defecate their eggs all over us. Mm-hmm. Aliens. We just need a little more over here. We can, we can solve world hunger. Just keep on laying them eggs. Next thing you know, Waffle House eggs. Egg omelets. Waffle House. Paper mache Waffle House. I believe in paper mache Waffle House. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's just weird they decided to come out with that now. Hunter like, Biden, what? Yeah. Like, all of this. You know, like the, the, the guy jumping out of that plane for no reason. Oh, it was bad <laughs> weather. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess we all have IQs of 80. Well... Bad weather? I believe that. In certain cities, the average IQ is six, 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 higher than being mentally retarded. The students of this certain city north of us, the average student's IQ is Swear. six points above mental retardation. Anyway. Average yeah, I, student, <clears throat> sir. Well, there's, there's probably people we know <laughs> that believe that it was bad weather. Well, some people we talk to on a daily basis in a certain tax group. Mm-hmm. It's bad weather. Oh, I believe that. The most sophisticated jet that can fly itself of all time. Bad weather. Oh, shit. I mean, they, you, they, you do know that they fly airplanes, certain airplanes, that are much less sophisticated into hurricanes. And this one, just bad. Oh, it was uh, not sunny. Maybe he looked down and saw an alien shitting out eggs. Mm-hmm. Freaked he out. Got, he got startled. You know, the, the plane made a noise because they're not used to flying. It was a beep. Huh. Well, we are getting our best into the military these we days. We are getting the best. That's, this is a, this is symbolic of that now. So stupid. Oh shit! I'm glad we don't share a land border with anyone who has a military. Because <laughs> they just walk in. If well, we, they do anyway. We would. Well, they're doing it now. <laughs> they're just walking but right I in. Just, I was gonna say they just walk in and they just occupy states, and Thanks. then we wouldn't know. And then, like ten years from now, oh, that's not part of our country anymore. All right. Oh, well. No one would care. Adverse possession. It's Tron's fault. Trump's He's been dead for 10 years. Still Tron's his, fault. His son's still alive. The people that have Trump as his last name, it's all their fault. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fucking, you know, just, just, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, now I'm eager to see where this paper mache alien saga goes. Well, they are dying, they're undergoing tests right now. Well, I totally trust but whatever they And doing. I encourage everybody to Google yourself the pictures of these paper mache aliens <laughs> and come to any different conclusion. They are perfectly stiff. As you said, they look like a fourth grade science project. Their heads are totally not cardboard tubes. <laughs> totally not. <laughs> and hollow. You totally can't see into its eyes to the Garfield <laughs> newspaper on the other side. Totally can't use it as a pinata. I That's mean, what it is. I would have did the twerkers in the comics. This is just a big advertisement for like El Jefe's pinatas. Something. Have an alien paper mache alien pinata at your next well, kid. You know that 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 brings that basically makes Mexico as as good as we are because they found aliens too. They. <laughs> in fact, they're aliens. They put in giant coffins. <laughs> or something. <laughs> or something. You know. Or maybe they think, well, they're getting ahead of us because we we officially still haven't revealed all the 
advanced technology we supposedly have in Area 51. <laughs> so right. maybe they're going to beat us to the punch. Yes, with it. The, they have corpses. With, 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 with eggs. With Area Diaz says yes. Diaz says yes. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever, dudes. <laughs> Whatever, dudes. There's still people who believe and they're this so shit. tiny. <laughs> with eggs. Well, they must be part, part bird. We don't know. They're part bird. They're part pet. They're platypus. Yeah, like, they're part reptile. They're pterodactyls. Oh, if you look at the picture, like the eggs are the size of their bodies, too. It's not like these little small little, you know, little turds that you, you shit out when you don't drink enough water. They're like huge, huge freaking, you know, eight buffalo <laughs> sandwiches. I like that description. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm telling the truth. So those are the water. That's great. That's, that's awesome. We just lost a few for no listeners. We just lost we five, talking about set, five people. I'm, a, I'm done with this click. <laughs> it's not even, you can't even make a noise like hanging up a phone. It's like, man, you guys, I'm done with this. Click. Oh, Should have been click here. Ah, click, 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 go click, back click. to listen to NPR Live. Talk about fucking snooze fest. NPR Live. Or are we? <laughs> today, Joe, today, President Biden. Resurrected a few kids uh, crossing the border from the dead. <laughs> now, NPR starts off, Today, President Biden was so awesome, he did the most awesomest things ever. Here they are. And today, President Trump was a giant dick. For he, no reason. He was indicted on another 474 he, he talked, charges. He talked to regular people. Who does that? Yeah, regular out, people. Biden out there walking in circles on the beach. Look like freaking Count Dracula. He's fucking translucent. <laughs> then they share old pictures of him like doing amazing things. I'm like, that picture's like a decade old, buddy. My dad's my dad's like a little bit younger than him. He's still by a smidge. Like a smidge. Like working out every freaking day. And your your dad could bench press you probably. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And this this freaking fool's out there in the beach can't pick up like an aluminum pool chair. Well that's because your dad has faith and <laughs> Biden sold his soul. <laughs> to Satan. Like, Some, literally, literally, he sold it to Satan. Somebody. He really wanted to be president, so he sold it to Satan. We've lost all our listeners now. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet you there's some bad angels out there that are that are buying up souls just for shits and giggles. Yeah, Lucifer. No, other people. Like, you know, they're just like, you want to do that? All right. It's your choice, buddy. You want to be president? Lose everything. Right. But these aliens and signs are not tiny paper mache. No. Pinatas. They look. They look like the prototype for these paper mache aliens. Well, they're much bigger. Yes, much much bigger. Actually, it's as the one of the freakiest. Well, let's get here. So, I do have a little bit of research. Okay. A little. I was able to pull it off. Well, that's you know, in between a bunch of meetings, talking to lawyers. Yes. Yeah, so which uh, must be really fun. Oh. Makes me want to get ice picked in my balls. Anyway, I've got two at home. This this premiered on the weekend. Ice picks. Ice picks. August second, two thousand two. Um, the film grossed two hundred twenty seven, nine hundred sixty six, six hundred thirty four million dollars in domestic receipts. It earned an additional. Are you, sure, are you sure about that number? It's very specific. 182, 180. Are you okay? No, I'm not. Are you having a stroke? 180,281,283 in business through international release. To top out, I combine 408,247,917 in gross revenue. That's gross. Uh, It finished and first at the box office upon its release. Uh Uh-huh. Other movies in the box office that day. Okay. That weekend. 2002. Austin Powers, Goldfinger. <laughs> those are funny movies, and, and you totally couldn't make those today. No, totally oh, not. Holy moly. Holy no. Nope. All right. What else was there? Master of Disguise. I don't remember that one. Neither do I. Martin Lawrence, redundant. I don't remember that one either. Nope. Road to Perdition. Tom, okay. H- Tom Hanks movie. Mm-hmm. 
Stuart Little, two. Two. Men in Black, two. Two? Yes. The Country Bears, two. Nope. Oh, just the country. Okay. Speaking of which, they are getting a refurbishment. The uh, attraction. The attraction is. At Disney is getting a refurbishment. Uh, a new song. It's going to be called We're Sorry. Diverse Bears. <laughs> Diverse Bears. Whoops. Because you could totally tell. Oh. Uh, and it, this uh, signs earned a 700, I mean, 700, 75% with the critics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, with a 67% uh, approval by viewers. I read some of those. You did? One viewer said they gave it one star or no stars because Why? there were too many plot holes. <laughs> it's a movie about aliens. I said, I said to my wife, what plot holes? <laughs> like plot holes. Not just stuff you didn't like. Because a lot of people are like, well, that's a plot hole. I'm like, really, is it? It's not. It's, I, I couldn't think of any. I don't know. Stupid. I mean, it's it's. They're probably it's listening. About fucking aliens, dude. It's about aliens. It has one of the scariest scenes in any movie. What's that? It is the movie where like. It's the, what scene is this? It's later on in the movie where Joaquin and Culkin are watching like the the TV, this old ass TV. Yeah. With the with the tinfoil hats on. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And like they found a, like they saw there's a picture of an alien on on the uh, TV, and Gibson's character is just frankly awesome comes up and they do like that. There's like a Mexican party or something like that. It's, I think they said Brazil. Brazil, and they're all. And then he speaks Spanish. I'm like, they don't <laughs> speak Spanish in Brazil, but no one fucking knows that. So who and cares? neither is not M Night Shyamalan a Ding Dong. So they're all hitting this paper mache alien pinata, and before you know it, like this. Giant alien just walks by in the background. They like do a freeze frame of it. It was, it was I fantastic. Was, I'd seen this movie before a while ago, and I saw it. It did kind of startle me when yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And you, um, so yeah, because so the camera in this scene, the camera, you're, you're waiting for something to happen. You're right? waiting for something to happen. And the camera goes in the backyard, and there's tables set up, and all the kids are inside, and they're trying to like move into window to window, and then this, it's this door that goes out. I guess. It, out to the front mm-hmm. and there's a hedge and it yes. just it's there right in front of the camera and it comes from the out from the hedge and just walks by it walks by like this alley looking thing and there's that this that sound effect in the background like Doom. and that's the first time you see it's real confirmation that that this movie is not one of those uh psychological thriller like kind of like where they're crazy yes and yes. it's just a bunch of like uh, coincidences, or you know, they're they're being played or something. Yeah, you know. It's and like then it's real. And they're just like, oh, yeah, there he is. And I don't know what they did with the effects there, but it looked, still looked good. It's it looked fantastic, as you said. It was the first. I think you see parallels with the alien with the aliens in here and the shark and Jaws, because Bruce and Jaws, the the name of the shark. Mm-hmm. You really didn't see him a whole lot either, and and it's it's the right. unknown that creates the fear, and that's I think that's lost on a lot of people. Yes, uh, anywhere viewers, movie makers, producers, other any people, persons. Yeah, I mean everybody's it's, watching Saul these days, which to me is just like that's. The, the, I mean, there's a place for it. Yeah, it's, but where it's everything is that bin. everything is that way, then I you hate know. I hate those type of movies, but um. But yeah, so in the beginning, though, if you want to go back to the beginning, I didn't like the soundtrack at first because I thought it sounded more like Danny Elfman and I thought it was going to be a comedy. I thought it was going to be like Nightmare Before Christmas or Batman or something like quirky, you know, like, like, oh, look at that. That's a quirky stuff. And then they introduced the characters so fast. I don't give a crap what happens to them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost as if the credits are happening. I blacked out for 20 minutes and then I started watching the movie because it just kind of st- like it starts like you're 20 minutes in already mm-hmm. and you're supposed to care about these people. Now, I care because I like Mel Gibson. Yes, you care about Mel Gibson. You don't want or him and Joaquin Phoenix. You don't, right. You don't want anything to happen to him. But what's amazing is that, uh, you know, throughout the movie, you do start to care about them 
no matter d- despite the fact that you you shouldn't yeah. because there's no basis right you know because the events start happening immediately like i said it's like it's like there was no intro there was no building it just bam started 20 minutes in and but, it, but what's amazing about it and i like how it was shot and and directed um because it does you do want to know and are interested in what happens to them despite you know no background or set up or there is sort of a background with anything. his story the pastor's story where well, he, yeah, but he lost his that. faith yeah you got it takes a while to get it which right. is which is fine with me it's a slow build but i see what you're saying they, they get, there is a science behind telling a story um, a lot of the, a lot of the best story writer, story writers are able to maneuver you in the middle of the story get you to care about the characters, get you to learn about the characters through action and not just mindless exposition. Uh, They know exactly where to start the story as well. Mm -hmm. Some writers start the story way too early on where it takes 30 minutes to get to the fucking point of it. That's also true. James Cameron is a master of that. (laughs) And honestly, that's my only criticism. That it just it starts too too late in the movie. It's the starting it, point isn't. It kind of jumps in like you're like I said. It, the, the 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 soundtrack was Danny Elfman ish, and I thought it was going to be very a quirky. And I'm thinking, is that, this not supposed to be? Because it had been a while since I saw it, and like a quarter of the way through, my brain was like, well, oh yeah, we've seen this, you know. So then I then it kind of loaded my memories of all that stuff, and I'm like, okay, I know what this is. But at first, I, I it it struck me as being not serious, and then of course it jumps into Mel Gibson making faces and Joaquin Phoenix acting awkward, and I'm thinking, well, and there's this farmhouse. They're they're uh-huh. this and they're walking farm. around. There's no music, just like they're doing weirdo things, and then they're running through. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Is this, I did like. Is that this scene. supposed to be stupid? I like that scene. I like that idea that they're in Pennsylvania, and you have that hazy kind of like, I don't know, like the, that hazy sunset going on. Maybe it's a pre pre. Dusk hours. I like the house. Oh, the house. I mean, this is I mean, great. It's a, it's very War of the Worlds. Um, right. Very War of the Worlds. It is. I mean, if you think about it. Yep. Well, I, I like that. I think that was a callback to that. Um, I like the introduction of the, uh, and they were actually, some of them were actual crop circles now. When I, when I you know, put in air quotes. Well, that was very, circles. that was very popular back then. Back then before they, uh. Found out that they were all bullshit because they did testing and they've got video cameras and well, like most things, special shit on the History Channel about how to make them. I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> it you know it just it just it boggles my mind that everything is bullshit and people still want to believe in everything. And you're like, no, everything you've ever been told is bullshit. It's bullshit. Oh, what? How many other things do you need to be told that are bullshit before you realize everything is bullshit? I agree. I agree. I know I know some of these people who think that, you know, aliens, we are the most – there are civilizations out there, but we're the most advanced, except for the car crashers out there that just, you know, project themselves in every planet with, I guess, artifact, like any intelligence at all, and it's the hell with it. <laughs> uh, but but there are the people arguing – I mean, we would be – look, if we had spaceships, we'd be doing that dumb shit, Oh, my too. God. Oh, we'd be crashing and, 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 you know, like, what happened to Bob? <laughs> No, actually, crap. If we had, if we had spaceships, and if we had another Earth that we could go to, this planet would be one hundred percent liberal within a week, because we would all leave. <laughs> we would all leave and blow the technology up right before the last of us left. No, we wouldn't need to do that. <laughs> They do that for us. <laughs> no, I think there. I think there has John to be. Hamster feel hamster wheels. I think there has to be other things out there. I mean, that's you know, the universe is too big just for us. That's selfish, and it's old too. And we're not the Earth is not an old planet. No. So in the grand scheme of time, you would think statistically, well, there has to be. You know, that doesn't mean they make it here well, and crash into Nevada, I mean, <laughs> or Mexico and preserve themselves as paper mache. I mean, they could. <laughs> they gave us the gift of paper mache. I mean, they could be. For I'm all the, our art classes 
in seventh grade. I mean, they could be octopus people who can't leave the water, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that suck? Or some, I mean, they, there could be a lot of different reasons why why uh, an advanced species couldn't leave their planet. They blow themselves Gravity, up. you know, or whatever. It could Fear be of the sun. Fear of flying. Supersti- yeah, any superstition, right? They could say, well, we can't go up there because their priests are telling them that, you know, the it's just a ceiling or something. But they have advanced technology because they... The the only thing hamstringing them is believing this yeah. nonsense or something. Yeah. So I mean, they, there could they be a, a million different reasons. Store their eggs in a certain atmosphere. And unless you, I mean, the universe is big. Unless you're moving at like warp speed, you're never going to get anywhere. Traveling at no, sublight, even at light speed, you wouldn't you wouldn't get anywhere. No, you would turn into paper mache before you got there. Well, that's obviously what happened. I mean, I I bet you how many paper mache aliens do we have in Area Fifty One? There's got to be a whole cadre of them. Yeah, I mean, they're all paper mache in their paper mache ships. See, that's why they crashed. That's I mean, where the cactus come from. I mean, they're actually eggs. That's cactus people. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they crashed because they come into our atmosphere and the gravity just crushes the paper mache. <laughs> 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 Not again! Curses! Curses! Report back to the planet. You told us this wasn't going to work this time! <laughs> They report back. <laughs> and they get all stiff. They get all stiff. <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, and, and they're humanoid. They're not like Cthulhu tentacle monsters. Yeah, but they just can't leave their ocean, right? Their purple water ocean. What if that, see, if the Mexican people, the Mexican, whoever, whoever made this up, if they actually took a little bit of thought and made them look like Cthulhu aliens, Oh, that'd be freaking everyone out. That would freak everyone out. But instead, they, they want the extra mile and just said... Yeah, they had their kids make paper mache <laughs> pro, uh, uh, props. They're getting ready for Day of the Dead, and they kind of made a couple silly-looking ones. Like, wait a second. <clears throat> yeah, it's actually... It's not their kids. It's a subpar Hollywood prop-making outfit that couldn't could from, never get a contract. From Guadalajara. Mexico <laughs> went, oh, hey, could you make us two paper mache aliens? C. C. <laughs> anyway, back to signs. Signs. Um, the setting. I thought the setting was was good. The Pennsylvania setting. Mm-hmm. I liked. I liked the again the farmhouse, the fields. Thought that was a great setting. Right. I thought the pace of it was very M Night Shyamalan. You know, very like it's very deliberate. It's very slow too. It's like, um, you know, like every 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 scene is almost like a chore in some ways, right? Like it's it, it's, it's intra like that's and that's Shyamalan's, like every word is heavy. Like whenever someone's speaking, all the dialogue is heavy. It's like almost too heavy. Like, can't you guys talk about pancakes? Well, they do have a scene that one of my favorite scenes is when they're all like they can eat whatever they want to eat because the aliens are coming. I did. I will say. The build up to the aliens arriving was cool. The build up to aliens arriving, they go on the you know, on the TVs, they see that like the lights all of a sudden show up and they're hanging above space. Uh, him going over to yep. the one um, the one house and seeing the aliens like claw and cutting it off. Right. It's the the build up was very good and and the like the the way everybody reacted. I think the. The ending scene was really well done too, where they where they went down into the coal mine, which was a throwback to the War of the Worlds, I believe. That was a throwback to World of the Worlds, and they were like trying to stack up to prevent all the openings and all that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you saw like the flashlight, and you feel like a wind. The flashlight, you see like the uh, the uh, aliens, fa- the hand come over Calkin's face, and he's got this asthma. And one thing I really appreciate was the aspect of faith in this mm-hmm. and how, you know, but, but yeah, the, you know, and then the next morning, <clears throat> you know, he looks up and apparently they turn on the radio, the old fashioned radio, and they found there's a way to battle these aliens with water. And he, and Gibson's character goes up and sees all like these carved out alien signs, goes up to the, uh, Goes goes upstairs and there and you see the aliens almost chameleon like and he's there. What you know is the the uh, it said that uh, people fighters in the Middle East figured it out. Yes, like was that another like faith reference? Quite possibly, because mm-hmm. where does our faith come from? That area of the world. 
So before another faith fucked it all up. Anyway, um, so yeah, he goes up there and sees like the alien and like is camouflaged when he's got because he's trying to help Calkin's asthma, his son's asthma, because they don't have the uh, the inhaler down in the basement. Mm-hmm. And he's like the alien's there. He's carrying Calkin. He shits out a few eggs. Like, oh my god! <laughs> then uh, the whole swing away reference. I th- I thought that was like really well done. Well, throughout, well, that was just uh, throughout the movie. That was just one of the signs. Yes. Right. Yes. And the signs on the like on the movie poster is the crop circles. Yes. Which, of course, when you go to watch this, you're like, well, that must be the sign, right? Well, it kind of is. I, you know, they they reference that it's uh, a signal to the aliens where to land. Yes. Or land, where to go. Land these fields. And because there's space. Right. Stop crashing. But throughout the movie, like the the daughter always wants water. Yes. Uh, you know the the swing and the yeah. and he tells her all to see, mm-hmm. like you know to be, which could have a double meaning of faith of see what, you know what's obvious. Yes. Um. So I thought that I thought that was good. If you've ever listened to uh, Philip Glass, uh, he's a classical music composer, mm-hmm. contemporary. His music builds up like this movie. It starts off subtle and then intensifies ever so slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just it, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's well put. That's well put. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and I appreciate the fact that you have a character who's a priest and he, like, regains his faith. Oh, at the end. At the, the end. Right, because he saw the signs. Yeah, he saw, he saw the signs, yeah. And figured, you know, that was, it there are rekindled no his belief. There are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. You know. I like how everyone in the movie kept calling him father. Yes. It's like, oh, please stop doing that. <laughs> it's like, too bad. Yeah, too bad, <laughs> too bad. But it's, it, it's you know, it's it's not, I would not say this is not your traditional Shyamalan movie where you're waiting for that big twist at the end. Because I don't. I was, I, yeah, I was waiting because again, I, I it, it had been a long time, mm-hmm. and I was waiting. I told my wife I was waiting for something, and it didn't come, which was which was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was like I said, my only criticism is the music in the beginning sounded like a Danny Elfman, yeah. and I I was I was under the a wrong impression. It's okay, but yeah, it just <laughs> the build up to the end, looking for that Shyamalan twist, and there was none. There was none. It was actually, you know, refreshing, which is mm-hmm. probably this is my favorite Shyamalan movie. Um, I like I like the meaning and, and shit like that at the end. As someone who is a, tries to be a faith, you know. I think Shyamalan's movies are going to age better than having them, you know, because he does have a particular style. Yes, and, he does. you know, it could tire out if you if you have a bunch in a row. But over time, when you pick them out individually, they might retain more of their uh, pers- their intended value. Yes, I can see I can see that with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And then another couple of them are just freaking playing out hokey. Right. Like, right. Well, we all know. Uh, I hate that movie. The freaking village. I hate that movie. I think that's Allison's one of Allison's favorite. She likes the twist. Oh my god! They 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 telegraph <clears throat> the twist at the beginning by having like that, like that, just panning over all these woods, and there is this uh, Amish whatever it is town, and you're like, I remember. I swear to God, Mika, Vera, I remember because you go in there knowing it's a Shyamalan movie, so you're waiting for the twist. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at Mika five sentences into the dialogue, like. They're going to be in some like modern day national forest or something, and bingo at like just like that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Are you shitting me?" I've never seen it, so it's not that good of a movie. It's frankly a terrible movie. It's it's a like if you take that out, if you didn't know, it's still a terrible movie. Like you can't go out the walls because the monster's going to get you. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the concept is okay. It could have been a lot better about these people who are just sick of like. The poisons of like modern life and want to like live their own thing, but they could have just gone up to Lancaster and drank some milk stout. And so we could have done Shyamalan September. <laughs> we could. <have. laughs> Maybe next September we'll do Shyamalan September. Because mm-hmm. there's what we've got uh, 
Six Sense. Four, right? We could do, is there four of his movies? Oh, yeah. Six Sense, uh, the one with Wahlberg in it, The Awakening or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have The Village. Then you have Unbreakable. Then you have, uh, he's had some recent movies. Well, that would be out of the ordinary because we tend to do movies before 2000 we do this one's close it is close it's very it does almost almost have a 90s it does it really does feel the happening that's what it was called then you have uh um knock of the cabin that's recent with batista unbreakable said that the village lay the water i think the only really the only ones we do that are newer are the the christmas hallmark movies yeah because they're just so good (laughs) Did you see this breaking news movie? Uh, Greta Gerwig to direct the new Chronicles of Narnia movies for Netflix. Okay. Well, that you know, they can write them off. Sounds like it'll be a disaster. <laughs> just sounds like it's going to be a disaster. My God. They just destroy everything. They do. See, they're going to destroy C.S. Lewis, too. On purpose. Aslan's going to be a female. They didn't know what they were doing. No, Aslan's going to be like exactly this feminist doing. lion. <laughs> voiced by Rosie O'Donnell. Whoopi Goldberg. Hey, don't give them any ideas. Yeah, I've already given them. What do you give this movie, Tom? Uh, I give it an eight. An eight? That's... I liked it. I, I, I liked the, like I said, once I got over the beginning, uh, which I, I, I attribute to, to me, my interpretation. Um, <clears throat> I thought everyone in this movie acted well. I liked the almost minimalist approach. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't need eight thousand people in the movie. You didn't, you didn't need to go to eighteen different locations. Right. You used a simple color palette. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, I thought, like I said, I thought everyone was great. I thought the the reveal was startling, even even though I'd seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wrapped up well. So at least eight, yeah. Eight. I'm going to. I'm going to go. With an eight as well. I think an eight's a fair. Yeah, it's a good rating. Good rating, so. All right, <clears throat> so next week, best of. Yep, yep. Following week, fifth anniversary show. <clears throat> with and special guests and events. Special guests and events, and the following week, we're going to get delve into Shocktober. Shocktober. Got a, got a good... Um, good lineup. Good lineup ready. Yeah. And uh, anyway... Everybody have a great week. Happy birthday to our social media expert. And uh, looking forward to getting back in the ball in a couple weeks for our first anniversary show. Bye.